I, I was listening to an episode of Face Jam. Do any of you know what Face Jam is? Have you listened to Face Jam? No. It's a podcast, but they do. They go around and they try all the latest fast food uh, specials and hyped up things and whatever. They were talking about. <laughs> Wait, did anyone else just lose audio from Mike? I think so. This isn't like a bit. Like, <laughs> okay, now you go. <laughs> what the hell did you do? Something, Ian? What the hell happened? I was listening to the. <laughs> there, I can mute him too. Uh, oh, Jesus how is that Christ. even an option? Why is that even a thing that can happen? <laughs> what? I, just, uh, I, I, I thought it would it just now. mute it for me because I'm yeah. trying to like listen to the cold open. I didn't realize it muted him for everyone. <laughs> I never noticed those controls there at all. It popped up and said, Mike, and I'm just like, what the fuck? I didn't even uh, see that. <laughs> apparently, I can also remove anybody from the call. I want to. I noticed that, too. I didn't <laughs> want to do that. Christ. Lock party. Lock party. How do you lock things? <laughs> I am in control. Are you? Not here, you're not. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and the Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is someone who is typically only watches Vin Diesel movies because his wife forces him to, Josh Zorch. And now, I guess you're added to that list. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you can throw me in there. <laughs> Although, no, it wasn't my choice. It was the wheel. Ah, goddamn wheel. <laughs> the wheel of fate. show, your choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on me. It still comes back to you, it, it, you know. Uh, next up, we have someone whose favorite Vin Diesel movie is The Pacifier, Mike Bradley. I mean, that's not actually that far from acu- or, like, being <laughs> accurate. I, mean, but. I was just kind of hoping you've seen The Pacifier, so that joke kind of lands. Oh, I've, I've seen The Pacifier. It's great. It's a min- There's a minivan chase scene in that movie. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, and finally, I think we're all anxiously waiting to see how many explosions out of 10 he rates this one. Ian Leidick. So right now, guys, I'm reaching to you through the screen. I need you to all do me one favor. You're going to go to your web browser. That's the part of the thing where you type in websites. You're going to type in teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Leroy Exports. Exports. L-E-R-O-Y-E-X-P-O-R-T-S. And you're going to buy a Leroy the Dream Killer shirt. You can get, that's a badass movie on a t-shirt. You can get hashtag white spider liquid on a t-shirt. You can get, check out my podcast, Blurholio edition on a t-shirt. That's teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash Leroy exports. Please tell me that's real. Tell me oh, hell yeah, that. it is, brother. <laughs> I did it. I don't have time to look right now, but I'm definitely going I to I can see everyone else show. typing it in. I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> you don't have to. I shared you the link. It's real. Oh, it's going to be great. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to check that out later. Um, for for twenty eight ninety nine, there's a t-shirt. That's a badass movie. <laughs> and it just literally has like font, like, like aerial text on it. It's not even. <laughs> no logo, no nothing, just text. Yeah. I put a bunch of things on some leggings, you know. I uh, made sure to get leggings Hashtag white there. spider liquid is also available. Who's... I think you can get that one in more colors than white. Oh, there's leggings. Someone please oh, yeah. order that for Romano and just send it to I was going to say, who's, whose birthday is coming up next? <laughs> 
Oh shit! All right. Um. So before we uh we actually dive into the episode, I want to officially prep uh for our next one, which will be our two hundredth episode. Uh. So if you've been listening, you'll know I've been sort of teasing something uh for Twitch. Uh. The last episode, I kind of tried to share more details. So our plan for the two hundredth is to record our show live through Twitch. Uh, Bradley's actually been trying to get me to do this probably for years, and I keep putting it off. So we're finally gonna finally gonna do it. I'm gonna give in. We're gonna give it a shot. Um, so hopefully it goes well. Uh, otherwise this will be you know if it if it sucks and crashes and burns, this will be the one only time we do this. So so tune in because this could be it. Uh, but at least it's something different to try for for our milestone episode. Uh, it'll give us a chance to interact with you, the listener, as we're doing the show which will be a, a brand new experience, I think, for all of us. So I've got a topic lined up. I'm going to try to filter in some trivia questions. I'm hoping that'll add a little bit of fun if you're watching and you can participate in the chat as we're going. Um, I mentioned last episode that we were going to try to nail down a date. So we have picked uh, Saturday, September 26th. Uh, we will be going live probably somewhere around 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so if you would like to find us, you can you can tune in then, watch us live. Uh, if you miss us live, don't worry. I'll be editing and uploading the episode as normal so you can still listen to us after the fact. Or if you follow my Twitch channel or check out the Twitch channel, the, the whole episode will be up there. So it'll be posted there for probably at least a month. You can always just come back and watch the video if you want to. Uh, so to plug the Twitch channel, you can find me at Jedi Bry Guy. It is all one word, J-E-D-I. B-R-Y-G-U-Y. Uh, I'll put the link in the description for the episode so it's a little bit easier to find. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, I'll be sending out reminders in the, in the next week or two uh, leading up to the date with the, the link and you know for the page and all that stuff and reminders for the time and date and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully if I give you enough notice, if anybody wants to clear their schedule and, and try to time it right, you can you can catch us there. And you want to uh, make sure you watch it. The topic. What's that? <laughs> Ian? Tease the topic. I said you want to make sure you watch it live because I'm going to be doing a lot of visual humor. <laughs> Most of I'm not. I might not talk the whole hour, three hours, five hours. It goes just doing visual jokes the whole time. So make sure you tune in. It it will be a complete shit, shit show. I I fully expect that to happen. Especially now that I know I can mute people. <laughs> uh, Seriously, can we please do that one on Discord so that doesn't happen? <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to see if we can iron. Out. Yeah, the technical difficulties I'm sure are going to happen, so it'll be it'll be an experience for all of us. Um, yeah. So Mike's at. Do you want? Well, we'll yeah. So we'll, I'll tease the topic. The topic I have in mind. We're going to talk about uh, the, the. I have a. It's actually something I did for anybody that's listened for for years. I've been doing this for probably five years ish, give or take. Uh, it was an episode I did in in the twenties. It was like twenty seven or something. Uh, so I'm kind of rehashing the same thing. We're gonna we're gonna revisit that topic. I'm gonna try to update some some information, some research. Uh, but we're gonna be talking about superhero movies that could have been uh, movies that you know might have been rumored for production, started to get into production for whatever reason the movies didn't happen. We can we can debate and talk about if those movies would have been any good. Uh, and then, like I said, I've got some trivia questions framed around some of those. So. If that sounds interesting, or if you just want to see us make asses of ourselves, uh, that is the time, September 26th, 7 p.m. Check us out. Looking forward to Did it. Did you give them your Twitch address? Yeah, we'll we'll do it again, at Jedi Bry Guy, all one word. Um, That's on Twitch? That is on Twitch. You changed it? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize you had changed it. Yeah, I realized all the, like, my Twitter handle and stuff was that, so I, I 
made the the Twitch match it. So I'm I'm Twitch Jedi Brygon on both Twitter and Twitch. Um, all right, so now that all the promotional stuff is out of the way, we'll get into our latest episode of Rewind Theater. Uh, for this episode, we are talking about 2020's Bloodshot. This movie marks our third entry into our series. Uh, if you're just jumping in, I'll try to give you a quick summary. So Rewind Theater is basically an excuse for us to rewatch some comic book movies, try to give them a second look, see if they hold up. Uh, at the end of the episode, we take the decision-making out of our hands and leave it to the Wheel of Fate to pick our next movie. The Wheel, Wheel consists of... Four standalone movies, two franchises. So those six options come from a bigger list that we filter down to six just to make it a little bit easier to handle. Uh, we started with Spawn, which was our choice, and then The Wheel chose Venom as our second movie, and The Wheel chose Bloodshot. Uh, so stick around to the end of the episode because we will spin the wheel at the end after we're done talking Bloodshot to see what we're watching next. And before we get into Bloodshot, before we do that, uh, to play it safe, I'm going to throw out the spoiler warning. So if you do not want to be spoiled for Bloodshot, uh, you can pause this now, come back to us after you've seen the movie. And otherwise, you can just keep listening and we'll, we'll talk about anything that we fucking want to about the movie. So, spoiler warning to follow. Wee-oo-wee-oo. Spoiler! Wee-oo-wee-oo. Spoiler! You know, something like that. All right, so talking Bloodshot. The movie was released March of 2020, which was, you know, what, six months ago, five months ago, something like that. Uh, right at the beginning of the year when everything was about to, you know, go to shit. It was one of the last movies that was shown in theaters, got a very quick digital release. Uh, it was directed by Dave Wilson, which, as far as I can tell, looks to be his first movie. Uh, he comes from a visual effects background, was credited as a cinematic director of Blur Studios which has done a lot of CG work for video games. So they're credited with Halo Wars, Mass Effect 2, Force Unleashed 2, Bioshock Infinite, Star Wars The Old Republic, The Division. Uh, he's also been credited as a creative supervisor of Blur, which worked on Avengers Age of Ultron. Since, you know, that movie probably being very special effects heavy, they just shove it out there to other special effects houses to, to do effects work. Um, so I guess, that to me, that kind of background for the director kind of makes sense, I think, when you watch the movie. Uh, sure. The movie stars Vin Diesel, Guy Pearce, Isaac Gonzalez, Toby Kebbell, Sam Hoogan. Hoogan? Hang? Yeah. Uh, Sarah told me how to pronounce name. this. He, She knows. <laughs> I'll find out. Okay. Uh, Tallulah Riley and Lamore Morris. Um, any guesses from anybody what the film's budget is? $200 million. Or was? <laughs> uh, budget guess, I would say 60 Okay. Josh, do you have a guess what the film's budget is? Uh, not yet, but uh, it is Sam Hewen. Hewen, okay. I yeah, got I confirmation from the 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 female in the house. Okay. Uh, so we have two hundred million and budget. sixty million guesses. Um, I'm gonna say one ten. Okay, Mike was the closest. The box office mojo listed as forty five million. Really? Which surprised me. I think yeah. for as special effects heavy as this Half is, I expected. <laughs> yeah, I expected closer to at least a hundred million, somewhere in that range. Um, so forty-five million was the, the projected box office or uh, budget. Sorry, uh, ended its box office run with a worldwide total of thirty point eight million. Which again, this is you know taken with an asterisk because this movie came out right as quarantine happened in the states. So March fifteenth. That was the date. Yeah. Did it release? Yeah, yeah. That okay. was opening weekend. Yeah. It was one of the first movies that was, like, out there to rent at home for, like, a $20 price or whatever. Yeah, it hit digital right? 
like a couple weeks after its theater release. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of profit it made from digital sales, renting, and, and, you know, digital downloads and stuff like that. So maybe it made a little bit of a profit that way, but I didn't look for those numbers. Um, Currently, on Rotten Tomatoes, the film has a 30% critic score and a 78% audience score. Uh, Metacritic has a little bit more in the middle. Uh, Metascore is 44, user score 5.1. Hmm. Um, so we're going to just start going around. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. First time viewing, or is this a rewatch for you? First time. Okay. Uh, Ian, first time rewatch? First time. Okay. Josh? It's actually a rewatch. I think we had a red box credit or something when it opened when it opened right at the beginning of quarantine i think this was still in the first couple weeks because like you said they got it out to the public really fast yeah both disc wise and digital uh options and i think we just sort of resigned ourselves like well we might be doing this for a few weeks i guess we just should see maybe if it was all right I like that for all of these, Joss has an excuse of why he saw it the first time. <laughs> it's never I went and saw it, it's I had a credit, oh, I still had movie pass. <laughs> Plausible denial. There's guilt in some of these yeah. for him. Like, I was raised I Catholic, did, give me a break. I didn't really contribute to the box office, it's not really my fault. Um, this is also a first first viewing for me as well, I, I had not seen this. Um so I guess going back to the scores, again, Rotten Tomatoes, 30% critics, 78 audience, Metacritic is 44, Metascore, user score 5.1. Uh, Mike, we'll come back to you. Agree, disagree with the scores? Again, it, with Rotten Tomatoes, the divide is so far, I don't think I can agree or disagree with, like, I'd have to pick one or the other there. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I feel like the my personal opinion is somewhere in between the two. I don't think it's as high as a 78, and I don't think it's as low as a 30. Um, as far as Metacritic goes, thereabouts, I guess. Uh, maybe a little better than that. Maybe a little worse. Um, I haven't actually given my own... Like, I haven't given it a score myself yet in my head, so... Okay, we got, like... I figured I would determine that. To figure that out. <laughs> Well, I figured discussing things more thoroughly might help me out figuring out a score. Fair you know, enough. Maybe somebody points something out that I liked more or didn't like, and it, you know. Um, Ian, agree, disagree with the scores? All I'm going to say is if anyone gives this movie a higher score than they gave Venom, I will never appear on this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to remember what the hell I gave Venom. Yeah, I'm not sure I what I I think you and Venom, I both, so. Brian, were... We're in the four, four or five or range? five. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 got to be around there. I don't know. I do. Do you know what scores we gave? No, I'm gonna listen to it afterwards. I don't want to upset <laughs> okay. Brian during the recording. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. I honestly don't know what my score for Venom was. I'm pretty sure fours and fives though is, is about where I would say. So hearing you saying eh, fives about where I'm at, I'm like you no. Yeah, I think Ian's gonna disown us all well, after this. Like, can I make a defense on this? No. <laughs> Well, you haven't no, given no, no, a score yet. Wait till you give a score, then you can defend what, what? your score. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I was just going to say, I think my expectations are a lot higher for Venom than for this. I will agree to that. Yes. So I'm a little bit harsher on it because of those expectations. Uh, Josh, agree, disagree with the scores. 
uh, I, I, I think that the Rotten Tomatoes ones sound, if I remember, kind of similar to what Rotten Tomatoes was for Venom. And I can understand. I mean, I don't, I don't know how to necessarily say if I agree, disagree. I think I understand why the critics are real low and why certain types of viewers had a better experience um, than a critic would. I probably lean toward the critic side. Fair. Yeah, I think uh, I, I that it's all these movies like such a divide between like it's so hard to take Rotten Tomatoes anymore for like what it is because the scores are so fucking drastically different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metacritic at least seems a little bit more even keel. Where I think I'm leaning more towards agreeing with the the Metacritic score. More, I think I might lean more towards the user score than the the Meta score, but. I don't know. Yeah, like sort of like Mike, I might finally formulate my my opinion after we've sort of discussed it a little bit more. Um, all right, so we'll start spinning into what we liked. So, Mike, I'll come back around to you. What did you like about this movie? I'd say it's easy to say the special effects were pretty cool. Um, like the nano special effects when he gets shot or blown up or something, they looked cool. Um. I, I don't necessarily think they implemented it as well as they could have. They always kind of tried to over-focus on slow-mo shots of it happening. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, for one time, I was I was on board like, oh, it shows what's actually happening, and then it does it every single time. Um, I don't know that that was needed. Um, no, like, there was that fight in the fucking tunnel. It takes 45 fucking seconds from the punch three people because it's going slow-mo. It was fucking <laughs> yeah. awful. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I could have really thought... went out and gotten COVID and how long that scene fucking took. <laughs> really Jesus you fucking the other Christ. You were going to love that. No! I, see, I, and I tend to agree with Ian on this because it, it again, show me what happens one time and then... We're we're good, you know. Like it doesn't need to happen anymore. It's a cool look, but well, I think yeah, this stems from the uh, the director's special effects background. Like, hey, look, I can make visual effects that look cool. That's high. I'm gonna use that as the gimmick for the that, for the movie. Yeah. Right, but it, I, I think the scene itself looks cooler if it's in fast motion. Yeah. Okay, I got. Like, you. if he gets half of his face shut off and it comes back quickly and he, and it's all quick. I feel like it would look a lot better. I got you. I got you. Much, much better. Um, other things I liked uh, specifically. I mean, don't beat yourself up uh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like things that I specifically really liked. Uh, how dumb Vin Diesel looked in the beginning in the army outfit and like the that, that's something you liked the, the, the tactical gear. I mean, seeing how stupid he looked, yeah, that was actually kind of fun. <laughs> he looks so ridiculous in it. He, he, like, he doesn't look like he fits in it whatsoever. He do, like, it, it looks completely wrong on him. For so, yeah, for whatever reason, it did feel out of place for me for some reason. I couldn't put my finger on it, but maybe that's it. Maybe he just looks weird in the getup. If he's not yeah, wearing he just, the white it, tank top, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, true. And then I think Ian had said, oh, the first thing I saw on screen was Vin Diesel in a white tank top, so I was anticipating that. And I feel like... Because that wasn't what you actually first see Vin Diesel in. It was like, wait, what the fuck? And he looked even weirder then, because that's what I was like thinking was going to be there. But yeah, I mean, I can't really point out much more that I really, really liked. Um, I mean, we'll move on if you got nothing. 
I'll, I'll go to the next one. We'll come back to you if you think of something else. Yeah. I, I got, that's it. Okay. Uh, Ian. And I, I guess I should add, I feel like out of anybody, Ian's probably the one that may have read the comic book for this or know anything about the comic book. Do you know anything about the Bloodshot comic? I mean, I know that this is essentially the, the premise, but I didn't really read it. I know okay. that they've rebooted it several times, and you might you might have picked up on this at the end. This was very key. His name's Bloodshot because his eyes get bloodshot. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I feel like they only like kind of dwell on that once. Well, it only happened once at the very end when he overloaded, overloaded. Right, okay. And that's like, why Am I missing something? Bloodshot. Okay. Not because he gets bloodshot you know, out of him. Well, it I feel like at one point during the movie, I was wondering when they were going to explain why he's bloodshot. And then I, by the end of it, I had forgot about that. Well, they never <laughs> said the know. words bloodshot, so that's, that's probably true. why. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, never established a... that his name's bloodshot. It, it felt like... I mean, they never gave context to the title of the movie, I guess. Like, it... Well, it, it felt like a slow, a slower buildup to the achievement of the like the title moniker, like to, like it, in in all the ways that it it seemed to me like they would love this to be at least you know a, a trilogy. Type well, of this thing. movie so you takes go place the whole first one, and then he finally kind of fulfills the namesake in the last seven minutes, and then that can ha that that visage can occur more frequently you know he can get to that level more frequently in the subsequent follow-ups if that ever happens this movie takes place in the Val valiant cinematic universe so there's a different there's another valiant movie which includes out. what i don't know the name of the other movie that's out <laughs> that's in the valiant cinematic universe but these two are in the same universe and there's supposed to be more so you don't know what it is but something you saw tells you that it exists I've read about it, yes. Okay, okay. We might need to try to dive into this as we. All right, so we can spin back around to that. Yeah. Um, Ian, what did you what did you like? So I really liked like, I didn't think he looked weird in the military getup, but that's not that's not the Diesel I know. So I was super excited when right after that, and he gets off the plane and he takes off his fatigues, immediate white tank top, and that's when I wrote down Toretto because <laughs> Toretto is in the film. Let's see what did I like next? Let me scroll through here. Oh, yeah, Ian's got notes, folks. So I liked at first um, Guy Pierce. I was like, why is he wearing that glove? And then I was like, oh shit, it's a mechanical hand. So that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I I have the same thing wrote down. I, like I think my note was more along the lines of who the fuck does he think he is, Michael Jackson? And then it was like, oh shit, that's a cybernetic hand. Like it just scratches off the whole question of who do you think you are Michael Jackson yeah it's like <laughs> oh then I feel bad about yourself I like that they said fuck the police by wrecking into the police car and the police do nothing about it they also <laughs> never respond to anything happening none zero police they just presence. scream and cry don't they I don't even know if they did that I think they just sat there uh, I like KT's fight scenes I thought she had the best fight scenes in the movie okay yeah I like the little cigarette thing because she she doesn't breathe like we breathe, so she can use like um, poison like that. And she had that classic one-liner: "It's bad for you," because we all know <laughs> that about cigarettes. I really enjoyed yeah. they had the code off near the end, where Wiggins and Eric had a code off while Wiggins was hacking in. That was kind of fun. I wrote <laughs> down 
code off and yelled out code off in the room because it was a lot of fun i thought wiggins was surprisingly funny he was probably what the what a borderline maybe the only good character in this film i liked guy pierce but he almost got too into it <laughs> if everyone else was as into it as guy pierce it would have worked but he was the yeah. only one that was like i'm playing a role and i'm selling the shit out of it everyone else yeah. was like i'm on set <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And he did I I I have Guy Pierce on my bullet points of uh positive slash uh uh saving graces for this. And at the yeah, you're right. He kinda like went up in my opinion, like went up to a line that I wouldn't necessarily say he's chewing scenery or hamming it, but is out acting everybody else's effort. I mean, I feel like it's Guy Pierce. Like, when can you go wrong with Guy Pierce? So right, and that's a good if you can get him in your movie. Like, he's rarely do you has it, does anyone say like, oh, I saw that really like shitty new Guy Pierce movie. I, he was <laughs> well, terrible. I, I think in, in this case, like his performance was actually highlighting how bad some of the other ones were. Right, the contrast was because noticeable. It, it became yeah. noticeable. Yeah, that it's like. Eh. Then this was more of an internal thought. It didn't really happen, but there's the blind guy, and he puts on the mask with like the five eyes, and then shoots out the drones with more eyes. And I wrote down, "When you see everything, you see nothing." And that really <laughs> spoke to me as a thing to live by. You're getting real philosophical as you're watching the movie. <laughs> and then I guess this isn't really a positive, but it's my last note, and it's oh, bloodshot. That's just because his <laughs> eyes turned bloodshot. <laughs> Well done. I appreciate the notes. You did your research. I'm proud of you. Thank Indeed. you. <laughs> and you were worried I wasn't going to watch this. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, Josh, stuff you liked. Uh, well, I will uh, fill in part of the conversation we were just having about the valiant comic cinematic universe that I, I found while we were just chatting. Um, it was apparently supposed to begin differently with a character of theirs called Harbinger. And for whatever reason, either it either got delayed or they got Bloodshot moving forward faster. So Bloodshot is the first in the series. So, Ian, I'm okay. not sure if like what you came across said something else already exists um, or was like supposed to be in the works, etc. But uh, apparently that's what is to come. Something about a character called Harbinger. That's probably the way it was for, worded then. For, 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 all, for all that's worth. He's Batman, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, I will say this particular article um, on uh, this website, uh, th where is this phrasing here? Oh, okay. Uh, and they're basically saying, well, leading off with Bloodshot in their cinematic universe is you know, not a bad deal because, quote, Diesel is easily on the Robert Downey Jr. spectrum of movie stardom, so he'll make a good starting point. I'd like I to mean, argue that a little box bit office at least. Wise? Box office wise, yeah, but box know. office wise worldwide. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has an Oscar, so F Vin Diesel. I don't know if you guys <laughs> once again noticed in the beginning of this film, like our last film, we had another Chinese production company involved in the production of this film. I did notice that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're always going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I would never not see. Um, I actually surprisingly, because I I feel like I definitely I shit on Venom a lot again last time. Um. So I was trying to at least find positive pieces, even if my overall opinion of the end product might not still be shining. I tried to find as many like just little things to point out. 
Um, I would say first, I do love the use of Psycho Killer by Talking Heads in the uh, opening yeah. scene with Toby Ke- uh, Kebble. Um, that's just like, I don't know, for me, that's a cool song and it was used effectively, I think. For so me, at first, it was too on the nose when it literally said Psycho Killer. <laughs> and like him posing, and then like ten seconds later, it's like, let's fucking roll. You know what? Let's fucking do this. <laughs> Just lean into it. Yeah. Well, fuck can it. I make a statement yeah. about that whole moment? What's that? They they intensely focus on his shitty sandals. Yeah. And then they never make any reference back to it. Like <laughs> it, through that whole sequence, you get like five shots of the sandals. Well, it's because it's a Tarantino reference. Because Tarantino's in defeat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Obviously. You, yeah. It's a metacritic, a meta commentary on Tarantino's love for feek since that was a obviously a homage to one of Tarantino's films. Well, I think it at least got played off like it, it the the okay. the, the even like the use of psycho killer, you're saying like, yes, it was on the nose. The fact that you get the explanation later that Guy Pierce kinda <laughs> says to his one programmer, like, no more suggestions from you. You used all those tropes. But that's what ruined it. It was funny. It was like, okay, they're leaning into it. And then they're like, no, no, this is why we used it. It's a dumb idea. And then they shit all over it. Like, that was bad. You don't write in the script, hey, that was a shitty thing we did 20 minutes ago in the movie. Like, you don't do that. That's bad writing. And that's why it's what then made Psycho Killer go from, yeah, let's fucking lean into this. Let's roll to be like, yeah, no, we're not actually leaning into it. We're saying it's shitty. And all the parodies and homages we're making throughout this film are also shit. Suddenly I'm starting to think that Ian hated this movie. And I'm really surprised. <laughs> so I, I, I have a few positives left, but it feels like we've <laughs> we've turned off of that highway already. Uh, uh this was Steer us back. This Steer this was back. this was the second positive bullet that I wrote down. Uh Elza Gun- Gonzalez. Yeah. She she was in it, and that made me happy. <laughs> Uh, I I will also play the other side of the table for a moment, and uh, I think one of the redeeming factors of the movie for Sarah, that when we she did not rewatch with me, but we saw it together the first time months ago. Uh, so like one of the redeeming factors for her was the fact that Sam Hewen was in it, regardless of anything else that occurs in the movie. She at least had that. Okay. Um, I said okay. I I I will say this as far as the structure of the movie. You don't really, if, if you didn't know anything about, if you didn't see a trailer or you didn't really understand what the trailer was telling you or a preview or you didn't know anything about the movie really going in, you don't actually get into the plot of the movie until, I wrote it down, it's like 45 minutes. You're just watching a story happen. And then after his first mission and he gets all the way back to the station and they shut him down again for the first time, that's really the only first time that you understand what else is happening. And at least right. from, from like an editor standpoint, from a, from a story structuring standpoint, probably not bad. You're probably really going to enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I think as it in general, like if you, if you're a Vin Diesel fan, you probably like this movie for the, for the most part, there was probably enough basic action effects sequences for you to, enjoy it well enough and probably say it was okay it was pretty good i am generally not on that side of the fence (laughs) um but 
that, you know, some of these other things, um, it, it, it does have a good idea at its foundation, the idea of the character and, and the backstory and what it, he can now do, etc. It's it's intriguing. It's 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 interesting. Uh, again, I did write down Guy Pierce. He's owning everything. Um, and yeah, the character of, uh, is the actor's name Lamorne or Lamorna Morris, Lamorne Morris? Um, yeah. The, the, the other programmer. He's he's my favorite character in the movie, like uh, hands yeah. down. He is the most interesting. He is the most nuanced. Other like, I would have loved him and Guy Pierce to be in scenes together because every time he's on screen, you're, you're like, this guy's bringing more to the screen than anybody else he's he's with. Uh, his wicked character. What's the- which brings up another issue at the film, like, with the whole shitting on thing, and, like, Eric says, well, we tried to hire him. They fucking should have hired him so we could have gotten that. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been wonderful. They literally told uh, you, hey, we could have made a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think maybe that's the difference between being a director and a special effects artist. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I mean... See what you have and make it work. Right, and and if, if this was... To be to be kind, if we can to the director for a moment, this was it, from a professional standpoint. I doubt anyone would say would say that this was a failure as a first time director. I don't think anyone I, would generally I critique would. him as a director to say that. I would. Okay, <laughs> right. I mean from from. The fight scenes were awful. There's so much noticeable CGI when they're falling down the elevator shaft and fighting. It's clearly not two human beings fighting, and he's a CGI guy. There's all that flower in the fucking tunnel, and it doesn't explode when they shoot off six flares. It should have exploded. There was zero fucking explosions in this movie! (laughs) Zero fucking explosions! And they lit a whole tunnel of fucking fire! Well, wait, wait, wait. There, There was one. But they, but they don't show it to us. It doesn't count as an explosion in the movie. When he shoots the grenade launcher at him, we don't actually see the explosion. But it happened. We just don't get to see it. I feel like I've already forgotten that sequence. That's yeah, the very end. It's the very end I of the movie. Have. When he like he catches the grenade. He drops it, and then they both blow up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. yeah. They don't even show you the explosion. You just know what happened. Are you sure? No. They, no, you get like... You get the like dust you get, cloud, like, the... the the nano view of it, like it it pops into like them, like him breaking apart, and that's about it. It's not like you don't get a big explosion out of it. You should uh, get a nice explosion. You didn't get one. Must have passed without me noticing. Uh, I appreciated Wiggins coming to America joke. Like you don't know. <laughs> I loved that. He just comes back so casually with the. Oh, it is I, King Joffrey, Jeffrey Joffre from Zamunda. I, I was dead. I love that. <laughs> um, I will say I do like the sequence from a from a, an effect standpoint. Uh, where Guy Pierce is, I forget if he's in like I guess he's in the mind of Vin Diesel, or they're both in some like blank environment wherever the hell it takes place. Um, and they just show you like creating the digital world of the like boat harbor that they're standing in. Just watching that happen, I thought was kind of fun to watch. That was one of the few good scenes that was probably responsible for three fourths of the budget. <laughs> I, the only good use really yeah. of CGI in the whole film. When we when we when we get to the negative side, I, I I only have two negative bullets, but then I can kind of sum up my overall feeling about the movie. Aside from that, when we get to that point, uh, in the street chase, 
scene. I think it's is it the guy the guy who's blind? Is that is that Tibbs? Is that honestly? I don't remember names. Who, whichever character that yeah, is, I, I think didn't. he's the one like yeah. hopping around on things for a little bit. Yeah, it's um, Tibbs. When that when that happens, I did uh, say out loud to myself, "Parkour," <laughs> and thought of the office. <laughs> Uh, okay, this isn't really a positive or this is just more of a comment, um, but it came like th- So you guys were saying with the title of the movie, until you saw his eyes get red finally at the end, you kind of wondered like, okay, what actually, like the movie's not doing a good job at describing why it's bloodshot. Um, before that happened, and I realized, oh, that's where it is. That's what it refers to. What I wrote down was, uh, as they're falling down the elevator shaft, and he, like, powers up, and his chest becomes all, like, fiery red and whatnot, and the final hit that he gives to Dalton and, like, knocks him the rest of the way to the ground, and I guess you're presuming he's dead, I said, was the final punch the blood shot? <laughs> as though that's, like, his finishing move? Is that what that referred to? And then I realized, then I saw the eyes after that. I'm like, oh, the eyes, bloodshot, got it. Okay. So that made the movie worse. The dots. That is what I got for my uh, for my positives. Okay. Um, I'm going to echo some of the stuff that these guys have already said. Uh, there were some highlights in the cast. I think Guy Pierce by far. Uh, Lamorne Morris, Wiggins was awesome. Uh, Isaac Gonzalez was, was good. Um, I, they did as good as they could with the stuff they had to work with. I still think I'm with Josh. I think Wiggins stole the show for me. Like he was the one I could just watch the whole movie and it sucks that it took, you know, three fourths of the movie before he finally showed up and had something to do. Um, action sequences, I think for the most part were, were okay for me. Um, aside from the, the CG like punchy fest at the, in the elevator shaft, I, I didn't care for that one. That kind of took me out of it. Um, the tunnel sequence I thought was cool. Uh, I think it just lasted too long. I, I think I I don't I don't know if they could have done it shorter, but I would have just liked to have seen something shorter. And maybe that's just more on like the the really relying on the slow motion and stuff like that for all those fight sequences. But they could have just done it normal speed. Would have been a lot faster. Well, there was only like two two cars I thought, or something like that, and then like twenty five. dudes show up. There was five. They Eric pointed that out to us. There's a five okay. five car convoy. <laughs> then I already completely yeah. And then one of the one of them's disabled because I had these questions in my head when I'm watching it too. Like it seems like a lot of guys for only four cars. It's like a clown car. They just kept showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> and then I thought, no, it's just going so slow. It feels like it's more than it is. Okay, then that's that's what it is. Yeah, maybe it's they a kept... pacing issue. They kept regrouping and shit too, which but they don't give yeah. you like the aerial view to know that that's what they're doing. So you think they're going somewhere new, but they're actually following back. And somehow Vin Diesel teleports now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a lot to try to figure out. I think and I, some of the stuff I don't think the movie explains to you well enough, and and that could be I'll probably spin that into the dis- dislikes and stuff like that. But um. Really, I think that's probably the the most positive stuff for me. It's mostly just the, like the part of the cast is is what made me sort of invested and kind of enjoy this movie. Agreed. Was those those specific people in the cast? Um, so we'll spin back around to Mike. Uh, dislikes. Okay. Um, I'll start at the beginning here. I've got a list. Um, so first scene we're getting there, the military scene with Vin Diesel. Uh, so 
the way he like tricks the guy into moving his gun. He says he needs a phone. And this, I don't know if, if we're just supposed to assume the guy with the gun is dumb as fuck, but they like he does this right after he uses the radio on himself to tell somebody. Like the guy's like, "Oh, I want a helicopter," and he's like. He radios and tells somebody he's got it under control, and he's like, oh, I, I need a phone. And the guy's like, oh, there's one there. And it's like, that that's just, what the fuck? Oh, and then before um, that, they established that Vin Diesel looked at the phone! He saw him look yeah. at the phone! It, 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 just a fucking horrible sequence. Well, I get, the, I get the, the logic of, like, Vin Diesel sees the phone first, because that's the setup to, like, why yeah, is he asking for the phone? Turned. Because he... But he watch, He literally slow motion turns his head to look at the phone and holds it for like five seconds. It is very Everyone obvious. Everyone knows at the same he saw time, the phone. I'm playing devil's advocate that the guy that Mike's talking about, the terrorist, is just dumb as shit and just doesn't um, doesn't realize that. So immediately after that, my first note afterwards is his girlfriend or wife, whatever she is. They don't really establish that wife. That's why the show. She's the doomed. Ring. Well, no, no, but they don't establish it by the point I wrote this. They had, I think we had the ring by then. No, 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 they show it when she's dead. No, they show it when they fuck. I think they show it when they first hug at the airport. And I... Yeah. Whatever. It, 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 my, my note is that she's definitely dead. This is a superhero movie with Vin Diesel. She's dead. She's dying. Uh, and then eventually there it's just, well, she's dead. <laughs> um, so... Then he gets introduced to Isaac Gonzalez, and I say, oh, what's this? A new love? Because they kind of look at each other in a way, in which we find out later, of course, is KT's thing. Because she's like, you know, she knows more about what's going on than he does or whatever. Fine. But because they're not really explaining a whole lot by that point, my question was, is she a fembot? <laughs> um, because they, like, for a second there, they kind of, like, it almost seems like they're alluding to her being a robot. Just for, it was, you know, maybe for like a minute and a half where they left it up in the air. And then, you know, move on from there. Um, and then it, it, the next question I have about her was, wait, can she breathe underwater too through her chest mouth? Just, um, did they ever establish if she could? No, they okay. didn't really. But it sounded like at the end of that that she couldn't. But I was asking because she's in there for a long time. She has weights on her legs. But when she comes up out of the water, she seems, like, out of breath a little bit. Like, you know I mean, it's a big exhale when she comes up out of the water. So it's like, so she wasn't breathing. She can just really hold her breath that long. Or some, or she has cybernetic lungs. And I don't Cybernetic know. lungs. No, I, I should have thought of that. This guy's a genius. I, yeah. Um. So, a, again, this is goes to what Josh was saying about them not really explaining what's going on. And leaving you up in the air because it kind of pissed me off for a while because they hadn't explained anything. And I'm like, I feel like this place should be way more secure that he can just hop in a truck and head on out on his own. Doesn't matter. He's good. He can just go. And then he accesses like the, the satellites to see. And I'm like, wait, so he's fucking Ultron. Like he's just able to see that. Like he understands immediately how these nanites work. That part was fucking weird shit. to me too. Yeah. That just jumped a level that I was like, what the hell just happened? And what, why, how? Yeah, he went from I just learned I can punch concrete to I like can do this. See, I thought Sorry, for that it made sense that like um he wasn't actively doing it. He just thought something and they started doing stuff. So like, well, right. That's what I was thinking at the time. Was like, oh, the nanites are doing it for him. 
because he thought he wanted to do it. Maybe they're doing it for him. But does he like he? It seemed like a really quick escalation of how well he was able to use things. We know why later. You know what I mean? But at that point in the movie, it was very confusing. So wait, wait, what? Connect the dots for me. Why do we know later? How does that work? Because they're doing it. Okay, they're controlling that was a, the man. That was a, yeah. Okay, that was something that just occurred to me now that I d- did not get from the movie. So that would make okay. sense to me. Um, the other thing was they go into the tunnel. And this was, to me, off the chart, because evidently they can access the power grid to turn the lights out in the tunnel. I don't know how they have access to that, but the lights go out in the tunnel. The nanites hacked he's... it. Sure. I mean, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they totally have access to that. That that doesn't need explained. They just, they're able to turn lights out yeah. in uh, tunnels. Um, so then later in this, or very shortly into the scene in the tunnel, um... I my my comment was where did he get fucking thermite? Um, that that's not something that just anybody has. It wouldn't just be laying around. It wouldn't be something like he never stops to go get supplies. Would it, wouldn't it be? He doesn't go anywhere. Wouldn't it? Because does I mean Tiger King had it. Tiger King had thermite. thermite? I'm pretty sure that's what he was shooting to blow shit up, right? <laughs> no, no, no. That was not thermite. I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> Thermite is the stuff that tape, had to be used to melt the girders on the World Trade Center. And here it's September 11th and we're discussing thermite again. But no, thermite is not just readily available. They, Mythbusters had to have special access to just to get it to use it for the but show. But they probably had it in the lab. So he, that's, he had it in his gym bag he took. That's, you know. I'm assuming some sort of armory at the place that he just they, they would have given it to him. They wanted him to have it. Is my, I guess, thought process there. We see him take, like, a duffel bag, and it's probably got the weapons in it and the thermite. I mean, it, okay. It's it just, that, that that would be, that's such a ridiculous thing to just pull out and be like, boom, I have thermite. Like, I don't know. It, Maybe it, the nanites it, it's made a, it. That's possible, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's Maybe that's like what that the nanites like, excrete is thermite. Could be. Or that's what they eat? Um, I don't know. <laughs> never explained that I feel like so um, it, from from there on it, it, there's not a whole lot more that I have to say about a whole lot except um, they made a bad dick joke at one point yeah I saw, like I at that point I kind of like lost a lot of interest and my notes went a lot downhill because I stopped paying as much attention I think um Vin Diesel driving cool cars in a movie. I totally didn't see that coming. <laughs> and then they just kind of abandoned that shortly thereafter. Like. It's in his contract. It can't it just, be like too much like Fast and Furious. Yeah, but I mean, like, did we even get like a cool scene of him in the car? Not really. Or did, like, they, they put him in this cool ass car and we don't really get to see it in action. And the Fast and Furious movies already did a thing where they had to drive cars about electrical systems. I've already seen that plot device used in the fast movies I, I, with Vin Diesel. I, I get that. It, it's still just like, why even set it up if you're not gonna like, like, why does it have to be that cool ass car? Why couldn't it have just been like any old shitty car? And the phone's still electronics. Yeah, I. Um, and then my last remark was about how bad the CG was in the elevator fight. I'm pretty sure you can like literally see the green screen a few times. Um, it, it, it's, it was awful. It was really for somebody that like Ian said earlier, for somebody that specialized in special effects to have 
CG look that bad in the big fight sequence. It's 2020. Of the movie. Yeah, it, it. Well, again, only only a 45 million dollar budget. Yeah, with I'm, it. I'm and, expecting it. And yeah. Mike, to to your point, I think you know, the kind of crack that you made that like half of that was Vin Diesel's salary. Who knows? That might not be far off. I mean. I don't know what he gets paid for a movie, but it's not cheap. I know that. Well, he might have done this one cheaper because he's a big nerd. So that's true. He is into this kind of stuff. To, I mean, to Josh's point, I think that's that's the part of the why I wanted to bring up the budget because that surprised me. For as the budget of this movie being forty five million, and for as good as I think the special effects look for that budget, I can for try to forgive some of the really shitty stuff. Like the elevator sequence is fine. They just ran out of money. Is what I'm going to pin it up to. No, he was but just considering... that cheap because he was doing it at cost. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, considering how good I think the nanite effects looked and, and the slow motion and stuff like that, I think that works well. Yeah, but, I mean, think of it in terms of had they done, say, 90% less slow motion and used the budget that they wasted on slow motion to make that elevator fight better. Or cut that shaft fight. Just cut them falling down the shaft. <laughs> Do it something else. Yeah. Make a scene that yeah, doesn't look like shit. There's ways around it for sure. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else, Mike? Or is that that was it? No, that's pretty much where I, I ended my commentary because there, there wasn't really much more to say. Um. All right, Ian. We'll spin to you. What didn't you like? <laughs> Strap in. Okay. So I wrote, um, better be a torture scene when Psycho Killer plays. And then I was like, oh, this is kind of a torture scene. And then it had no burn. It just went, ah, I killed her. So I wrote, meh. That was just, it It didn't do it as much for me. Like, with the actual payoff of killing her. Like, you don't see it. I don't even know if blood came out. It just, it, it. Then I wondered, is KT a medical professional? Why is she there? <laughs> Find out she's there because it's a whole elaborate ruse. Let's see. Oh, then they mentioned that he gets a second chance, and I wrote down, oh, that reminds me of X2, which is like the movie Triple X. That's <laughs> something. Uh, there's a point where they get out of the elevator, and it's very clearly they're on the 73rd floor because the number above the elevator says 73, indicating that we're on the 73rd floor. And we find out the 73rd floor of this building, which they're on, is a manufacturing wing. Who manufactures shit on the 73rd floor of a goddamn building? <laughs> Like, what's the fucking point of that? Absolutely no one. Like, I'll answer that for you. That, Absolutely up no Up to one. that point of the movie, even knowing that Vin Diesel has died and come back already, I was like, this is the most unrealistic fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I, around then, is when they introduce us to Jimmy. And I wrote down, Jimmy's a bad actor. He was awful throughout this film. It just didn't seem like he wanted to Is be he there. The other programmer? No, he's the legs guy. Sam Hewen. Oh, the legs guy. Yeah, okay. he was awful, awful. At that point, I was like, would they know if I stopped watching this movie right now? <laughs> like, could I have come here and here and just done it, and just stop there? <laughs> the answer is no, because I wouldn't have gotten the bloodshot thing. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, Toretto was being creepy as shit staring at her in the fucking swimming pool. I was like, that's really weird. And then I realized he's sitting next to the swimming pool. And that made it somehow creepier knowing he was just sitting at, like, the edge of the pool and not looking, like, further away from it. It made it creepier. Then I wondered... window on the side. Yeah, like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, why is... 
but see, just sitting there, and she's like, well, he's staring. I, now I jump in the pool. That's how the script goes. <laughs> like, Eric, like they said, is bad at his job. And yeah, I way, wondered, the strange, yeah, go ahead, Josh. Like, the strange, like, porthole sitting area, like an aquarium tank for them to have. Yeah, it, it was. It's like the sea lion thing at the yeah. zoo. Like, like oh, here's, this... here's your viewing port for the 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 exhibit. You know, maybe maybe some of the 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 live stock will be in the pool for you to watch. She's really the only one that Which... ever swims, so they made this window so people could watch her swim. Yeah, well, I was gonna say there's that. You see this in a lot of movies where they have these viewing ports for windows and into pools, and it's always beautiful women that are in the pool at that time. But if a guy jumps in there with board shorts, you're getting a look right up Main Street you don't want. Let's be real about this. It's I'm sorry if it's a guy in there, you're getting <laughs> the view is gonna be way different. I'm I'm just that's but they don't show that. They don't show that when the guy's in there swimming. So did they? Well, Ian would have there's they there's more people who who apparently exactly. work in that building. Maybe just that's like, what's happening at other times. Did they custom order that pool just for the script they wrote? The like trick Diesel into <laughs> killing people. Like the fuck? Oh god. Okay. So did he steal that truck? I I still didn't get that. Then I thought maybe it's his truck. <laughs> they, they don't. Well, he he doesn't really know at that unanswered. point. Unanswered. I just was wondering, like, did he steal the truck? Is it his truck? Why the truck? Why not any other vehicle? That was a sticking point for me. I, this is what I wondered. That was a, probably a Vin Diesel contract thing. Then I wondered if he wanted he wanted to drive that. Sorry. No, go. It's fine. I I interrupt everyone. Um. <laughs> then I couldn't tell if this was this is on me. This isn't the movie's fault. I didn't know if I wanted Eric to live or not. This is probably <laughs> around the penis joke. I was like, I like Eric. He's a little scrappy, but then. He's kind of a little shit. He's the programmer guy, Wait, right? Which, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, which one's Eric? Eric? Guy, guy Pierce's oh, okay. programmer, main tech guy, yeah. Okay. I, I the one who's that... not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, not. The well, one... I know who Wiggins is, so it's just the other programmer. Oh, oh yeah. The, the one of the two programmers who aren't good. Um, the, like, the, the first penis joke that they make that KT says before she, like, storms out of the room, I was like, okay, that's, that's kind of a... Tr- tried and true joke to make okay but yes when they go back to it like two scenes later where he goes up to guy even two scenes well like it's like it's just well i mean the original setup is in the torture scene 30 minutes later we get the payoff to that joke and it doesn't really land right right yeah and they set up a dick joke and then when but but then when you like the first yeah but then when you go back even after kt makes that comment to eric there's a break in scene something else happens then they make it felt uh, uh, how do i describe that um what did i say before like very um uh michael bayish like no matter what i will i will put that shoe leather on it to get that joke that i want and they come back to eric just to show him later you know soon later going to guy pierce to vaguely ask about body modifications because we know what happened. We heard what was said. He's talking about his dick, guys. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, I, I definitely chalked it up to Michael Bay. Yeah. I like the that's, one that's Michael Bay joke from the original Terminator where the guy turns around and says, Criminals are hot! That I really enjoyed that joke. <laughs> but that's enough Michael Bay movies for now. So, 
<laughs> oh god something i wrote down my legs don't work i i still i really didn't like that jimmy he was a bad actor it just i, I didn't i didn't care it was like right, you're gonna die soon i get you're upset that you're not the terminator i don't fucking know i didn't get his motivation for being upset with vin diesel Agreed. And did they even, like, let him have any cool kicks that he uses these legs for? No. Instead, they give him Dr. Octopus arms. That's true. Like, yeah. like the things yeah. that he's he's modified with, they didn't really show how that he chooses to utilize them or can utilize them very well. To make him different, they gave him something people don't have instead of improving the thing he lost. Which kind of yeah. harmed on the whole, I thought we were making people better with this technology, not just, here's your back to normal, and now here's some cool thing that no one should have on their body. <laughs> oh god um that's is... it like we talked about the fight scenes they they were all awful like how, you have all that flour i'm waiting for it to blow up and then it doesn't like how are these guys well-paid like mercenaries that don't know don't light fire with a bunch of flour around it's explosive like everyone knows that those fight scenes were too long Wait, it is? yeah that's a that's a well-known trope that's used like because all the dust in the air from the flour it explodes Flower. I don't think I knew what that. What about flowers? Like, is, that combustible? is that an actual that, thing, or is that just a movie trope? It's an actual thing and a movie thing. It's both. Oh, okay. So that was so disappointing to me. And then, literally, he goes to fight three guys, and it's a 45-second slow-mo thing. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I literally could have taken, like, I could have gotten so much other things done during that fight scene. The elevator fight scene just sucked. Like, it's just, I, I didn't care. They're falling down the shaft, and it's clearly CGI. And I'm like, well, why did you hire Vin Diesel if he's not going to fight? Like, yeah. there was nothing cool about that. There's the cart, the chase scene sucked. There's no real excitement to any of the chasing. But like I said, the cops don't get involved. They just park some big fucking double reinforced Hummer on the sidewalk. And uh, fuck it. I'm in a motorcycle now doing one wheel wheelies and shit. Like... It, it this movie was like it had something in the beginning and then it it just got worse and worse and worse and like literally every fight scene other than when KT had that like one I was like wow these fight scenes fucking suck <laughs> and then the big payoff is like the final real fight scene is him fighting a dude with a fucking magnetic arm and their fight is I shoot a grenade launcher at him twice but he catches like one of them and kills us both. That's yeah. the blood shot. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> still going to still try to hammer that home. Yes. Make sure it sticks. <laughs> they don't explain, like, they mentioned at one point that they need the, like, the things need to eat or recharge, like, in Venom. They explain what happens in Venom. This, and eh, nothing. We don't figure out... Yeah, they, they, they say they need to recharge, but they don't tell you why. We don't figure out how Wiggins makes it so they never have to recharge. He has somehow yeah. figured out a way to make, like, a power that automatically regenerates. A fucking breakthrough that would change human history. But I'm just going <laughs> to give it the diesel. And he's made it on a microscopic size. Yeah. On a microscopic scale, he's managed to do this as Perpetual well. Perpetual motion. Just, like, make like, it. To be fair, may, maybe he was like, maybe they were just bullshitting the entire time because since they never really give you the explanation of how the nanites recharge, why they need to with their yeah, food. No, if I remember, guy, they, like they they pull them out of so them we, at one point and put new ones. So we in. know they we have know to change them. Yeah, we don't we don't know why or anything, but they we know how. And Wiggins okay, says he so, fixed so it. The sense, the sense, the sense yeah. that I got from that, and I I, I could be wrong, absolutely. 
the sense that I got at the point where they're actually trying to extract the nanites was not necessarily for like a recharge or a swap out. It's because they wanted to be done with Vin Diesel and were like they were decommissioning him. So they were removing their product. He still had to kill equipment. Barris. Um, the first yeah, time, wasn't it? They had to kill Barris still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they do it more than once. It I thought they just put him under and kind so of. So after the up. first time. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I, There's I some mean, sort of percentage they, on a monitor somewhere that keeps ticking down yeah. when he does things. Okay. Yeah. And then it keeps and, dropping below like ten percent, and then they're like, level? "Okay, we got to." Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's, a, it's called okay. the nanite then, level. Then, then it's I got called missed. the nanite level, and it makes no fucking sense. Either I and lost then, interest by that point, or in like in those couple of moments that it passed me by, or it was so badly explained that I just didn't catch it. So let's talk Maybe about both. Barris now that I'm thinking about it. Like, so is he a bad guy now? It was like, because it made it seem like he was killing off these people that left and they did nothing wrong. But Barris has a slave. Barris owns <laughs> a slave, so. Maybe they deserve to die. I don't fucking know. That was the, that was the guy that had Wiggins captive, right? That's, yes, that's that guy. Okay. Yeah. And also, these uh, these other people obviously knew they were being chased, and he's the only one to think to use an EMP. None of, none of them thought well, they, that, like, they, whoa, we could use an electromagnetic be, pulse on these things. And they we, all worked with them and created right, them, we, and like they weren't just like random. I people. mean, that might have been easier to buy. If they had given us any kind of broader background or not like a hardcore character development, but if we had any information about these people he was tracking, about Toby Kebbell's character before he's killed and about Barris, like you might have been able to convince me. All right. He this person would have reasonably done this or not done this thing. That person would have reasonably done this or not done that thing because of this information they've shared with us that show us what kind of intellect they have and the character that they had or something. But all they gave you was they were part of the development team with Guy Pierce, and now he wants them dead so that they can't steal his stuff or tell people what he's done. That's but they do got. they do establish why no one used an EMP before because the the guy that they kill in the tunnel mentions that they finished it. They didn't know he was. They were done with the technology when he was hunting down the first three. They knew. Oh, that's, that's right. Okay. okay, so so like he wasn't as good at it, is what you're saying? Like, they, like the technology was not as functional. Yeah, they hadn't sent the Diesel on a mission yet, and like had him moving around. By the time all those guys left, they didn't know that it was project like ready to launch. Yeah, I guess all they knew was people Fair were enough. dying. They didn't know it was their invention killing everybody. Can can I insert a thought I have at this moment though? Maybe. <laughs> How much cooler would the ending have been had they somehow worked it out so that like they hack the programming, like have Wiggins hack the programming when they're trying to send him in to kill KT and have him and just have him redirect it to Guy Pierce's character. So that when they're like they put him through like the whole process again and then instead of seeing who they want him to see kill his wife he sees guy pierce's character do it and then he just goes but off then that makes then. wiggins a bad guy because then he's just using it for his own personal needs the whole point of them saving him was to like free him and give him back his humanity well, he could free him afterwards but th that's still him like basically now taking his own slave for his own nefarious purposes there, there there's more there's more slave considerations in this yeah, I, okay. movie than i previously realized i agree 
I, I, yeah, I hadn't. Vin Diesel hits the hard topics. <laughs> Always. Slavery, witch hunting, cars. <laughs> <laughs> Did it stand out to anybody else that like Wiggins goes from a captive, and then the guy that has him captive is killed, and then he has the whole conversation with Vin Diesel. Give you know, lets him go. He's on the run, and then the next time you see Wiggins. He has an entourage? Like bodyguards? Yeah. When the that fuck did weird. that happen and why? Well, he knew he was going to be hunted. That, that's the why. Like, he knew that they would want to take him out. But literally, it's like a day but later. It seems real. I was going to say, it seems really well, quick to have turned over into an entourage for somebody we, that we, the last time we see him is like going around in pajamas. No, I'm not saying you're wrong there with the timeline wise, because that's not even the only fucky timeline thing. I think they mentioned, like, Vin Diesel's been doing this kind of for, like, five years, like, hunting these people down, which I think is another reason why they didn't piece it together. He's been missing. He's been missing. He's been missing from what's-her-name for five years. But they find out, they go from killing the dude in the tunnel to killing Barris in eight hours? It seems really Yeah, they're they're progressing exponentially. Like, Like, it was literally, okay, back, shut him off, start the new one. Yeah. yeah, and t- well, and and the other thing, I was saying, ahead, that Josh. made me think. Okay, maybe it looks like Guy Pierce had I don't know four or five targets from his previous team members. So have they gone? Like I started questioning it. Like, okay, am I am I understanding this wrong? Have they actually, if they're going at this kind of pace, have they only really been turning him off and on for the last like two weeks? I I was under that impression. Yes. I felt like it was a longer term because it would have to be to like show the military that this works. Like, you know, this this this, this lasted longer than two weeks. Lie, Maybe, but again, that, like I, the ambiguity felt... to that, the the fact that that wasn't solidified, you know, well enough and explained well enough, I think, is in you know that's why we're saying this. Like, it wasn't done well enough. There's a lot of wiggle room in this story. Well. The other thing I was going to say earlier was like, so they're all in that room after KT leaves and he says that she's the next target, right? Like he says like, okay, once it's Barris, then it's going to be KT because he just told, you know, her that Barris was the last target and now he's telling the next person that she's the last target and does nobody in the fucking room realize that as soon as she's gone, they're going to be the next target? But they also know if they leave, it's the same thing. Yeah, but you get my point, though. Like, Also, Eric probably did not think that. <laughs> and remember, Eric, no one Eric, else Eric's has lines. On other things. <laughs> no one else has lines. I, I get it. They didn't want to give them sad cards. That's what happened. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's just like, fuck. Like, I, you're making your characters look stupid. You're making them look extremely dumb. When they're not able to see something that obvious, and I don't, like, I was waiting that whole time for this Eric character, I guess is his name, uh, to turn on Guy Pierce in some way, and instead he just goes, like, full insane and kills his own, like, team No, member. he's like Tom Haberford, he's a scared little baby. <laughs> Eric would never do anything like that. That's a good characterization, I agree, and not just because of the Indian thing. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. <laughs> edit that out I mean there is a, like a whole staff full of people that are f- completely okay with just offing people yeah, yeah they all that, used to work wait, for wait, wait, hold on, wait, well, every which one's Eric, Eric was Eric was the programmer yeah who'd you think I mean, Eric I was, was talking about the guy I was talking about leg guy I'm not keeping track of names that's right. Jimmy leg guy kills his own 
okay, Jimmy, he kills his own team member. Right. Later. I was well, waiting for him to turn on him the whole time because he knows, like, oh, this guy's going to fucking kill me next. So I'm waiting for him to turn on guy. No, he's confident enough that he's the best. So that's why he doesn't think. It's why he thinks even if Guy Pierce would go after me, I would defeat him because I am the best. I have. Well, I am it a wouldn't one. Be Guy Pierce though. It would be like the Vin Diesel. No, but he's thing. also fine with taking on Vin Diesel. He establishes that the whole movie is I am better than Vin Diesel and I would kick his ass. And okay. I hate him yeah, for unexplained there, reasons. But... Be- because he's better than me. I don't fucking know why he hates him. <laughs> Does anyone know? The, the other question. The other question I have. Is in terms of what Guy Pierce is doing and like this whole like nefarious plot he has, which doesn't really get fully explained at any point. Um, why the hell are the other ones even there? Who Jimmy and uh, I don't know chest body retrieval. What do you mean? Why are they there? I mean, he why needs, do they? He needs wh- a team. Like, I'm sure they do other for things. What? Like they retrieve the body. They play their role in the whole thing to convince him to do the stuff. Yeah, I mean, if he's... And if they he's probably built... work on location scouting. <laughs> <laughs> they probably need one of those guys for that. Um, also, those yeah, drones I mean, sucked! Like, I, that, that's... Throwing that out there now. <laughs> the drones and Venom were so much cooler and were released in such a better way than, like, why even shoot them out of, like, a grenade thing? Just, like, have the drones start flying. Like, the fuck I'll, this I'll be honest. Well, I the... I feel like I came into this movie like thinking Valor or Bloodshot was better than than Venom. Ian's kind of selling me on on Venom being a better movie here. The one we're talking about it. <laughs> That's why I said I wasn't sure yet, is because I knew what my opinion could change. And talking about it, I realized. Like I don't know if Josh saw it at the top when he said, "If you're a Vin Diesel fan, you would like this. Like it's got all the Vin Diesel stuff." <laughs> yeah, we and I said, "Fuck heads. no! I love Vin Diesel. This is the worst <laughs> goddamn Vin Diesel movie I've ever seen. They wasted <laughs> his talents. Like Jesus Christ! Like he's a great fighter. He's not the best actor, but I don't want him to act. I want him to mouth the fuck a beer and I... punch people." <laughs> A Corona. Have you ever seen There's a Corona? Next shirt. Only Corona. There's your next shirty, and I wanted the mouth fuck a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the shop before this drops. <laughs> Just Photoshop a, a picture of Vin Diesel and put that right underneath, right underneath it. <laughs> so I that your 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 comment about his acting <sighs> is a great springboard to my list of negative points because I've, i was beginning I to like wonder you if we said, were getting to these i feel like you you said you were done with your negative points like 20 minutes ago <laughs> just like this movie i kept going uh so the the so the, the two specific things i wrote down and i have just a, like a broader opinion of it um after wiggins shuts him down takes him back wakes him up and he's like look here's what's actually happening they're like the moment of revelation for Vin Diesel and the turn he takes, I almost didn't understand that it happened because <laughs> it's so, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll say subtle, but I just wrote down VD, and I'm just going to call him VD from now on, <laughs> which I think is suitable. Uh, VD, not a good actor. He that, does that about sums it he up. He yeah. did not understand how to sell it look everything that you're kind of getting told right now that should rock your world immensely and result in a lot of internal 
turmoil and struggle and what do I believe is real now just kind of came out. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm going to go get those guys now. But that's Vin Diesel. That's why you cast him. When Lenny <laughs> comes back in Fast and the Furious, he's like, oh, shit, Lenny's back. Then he rolls with it and kicks some ass. But that's what you want from him. That No problem with that happening. Uh, yeah. He no, processed really, it real we didn't quick. We that far for you yet. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, and it's still. I, just spoiled uh, well, I, I mean, four well, and five. Well, I'll, I'll say. Oh, like, yeah. Number one, I I'm, cringed for that one. I I wanted that to be a secret if he could. If it if it's if it makes you feel better, I only like half heard the character he mentioned, and I don't remember who that is anyway. Okay, so good. if you don't, yeah, wipe don't it from say anything memory. else. And plus, that's the white my, chick with blonde hair. Plus, <laughs> I. I there's no way I'm ever like emotionally going to become invested in those stories. So even if I remember it by the time it happens, I I still won't care. Okay. Uh, if you if you want Vin Diesel to act, you have to let him talk about family while he's yelling in somebody's face, and then you have to put him in a car, and that's it. Not even yelling. Let him punch people. Of course, he does his best acting as a monotone voice. The minute he tries to go to different levels, softer, louder, and try to act, it falls flat. Like yes. he's a more ripped yes. Keanu Reeves. So the, <laughs> just the, 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 there's like a lack of ability to intonate in his voice. It just, it doesn't. And he has like no, no eyebrows, so he can't do facial expressions well either. <laughs> he doesn't. And I didn't realize that till you just said it. <laughs> that explains. <laughs> like that puts the, the glass into, shattering yeah, sound effect. It puts into, like into words, something I, I was feeling but didn't understand like, even realize that i was feeling but yes you're right <laughs> uh but so and and on that note that actually goes into my second point which is i i mentioned before how a positive was that whole thing they show you like the digital construction of that like mountainous sea harbor scene which is really sweet to watch happen but i wrote most of the dialogue that happens during that like it's like in and of itself that was the negative point most of the dialogue happening because he's consequential. Because he's talking, and I again wrote down VD, not good actor. <laughs> because even like his in trying to deliver like those trailer lines, like you have what does he say? You have you know nothing about men like me. Something. It's pretty good. It diesel still sounds so. <laughs> I I don't know. Like there's not a believable. I don't say passion is is it sounds that that sounds so hyperbolic and so stupid, but like there's it's the just, tone even just the it, tone it of is, his voice doesn't match, like what he's trying to convey. convey yes, I yes. do. I cast like he can't do get to those point. Anybody else could do better in this role, I think, than Vin Diesel. Can, can I, I, I? Ian won't understand this, but it, it was anybody else in that moment waiting for "Come as You Are" to start playing? I'm I'm sorry. It, Why? Because it felt like a carbon copy of, of, the, of Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel scene. Uh, for for that specific reason, I can see that now. Like it, it just I was just like, this is this is stolen right from Captain Marvel. This is like we'll put you in this virtual cell, uh, 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 un, unconscious, deep seated in your brain, fictional yeah. world where you'll face fa yeah face your creator and your baddie and break through the you know like the personal barrier that you need to to figure out how to control yourself and become your own thing yeah i can see it well so did anyone else think because uh 
Guy Pierce says, will we make you more comfortable that he was going to become his wife? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I thought was going to happen. I and didn't think it, like, but that's my wife! I, I, I no one else thought that. that. Okay. No. I was thinking like a mystique thing, you know? Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Josh, you get through your list? Yeah, so that's my... That, well, those are the two bullet points I wrote down. And I think... I mean, if if I... Maybe just... I don't know if this is like still under negatives or just like a segue into like overall feeling of the movie but these are negative aspects to it i suppose so maybe they fit here um i think in some ways aside from the stuff that we've talked about there's something about the place in movie making that vin diesel has made for himself that any movie that i've ever seen him in or the way that I see his movies presented, especially through marketing and, and whatnot, it feels like everything is structured around making him look and sound and come off a certain way in every scene that he's in to the sacrifice of many other major elements of filmmaking. So sometimes the story doesn't matter. The editing doesn't matter character development doesn't matter most scenes are constructed and lines are written and the whole mood of the movie is you can't get away from vin diesel's in this movie and he's the main character and it's so and i don't know if that is a like if that's a more modern version of how like some of schwarzenegger's movies were made in like the 70s or 80s maybe they suffered from the same thing or not it's been a long time since i've watched his like older older stuff and maybe that's just like the modern version of that but i think like that's such a big reason why i don't end up myself enjoying a lot of his stuff is to me the focus of everything I'm watching never gets far enough beyond how can we make you feel about Vin Diesel, the person in this scene you're watching in this movie rather than the character he's playing or anything that's happening. He's well suited to play Groot. Agreed. So, and and I think, I think, I think that's where my, you know, if you like Vin Diesel, you might have liked this movie comment came from is my impression of the reason that people like his other films or, or tend to maybe enjoy him as an actor for whatever reason. I, the things that I've framed in my mind that I see as a commonality between those other things and this, I saw a lot of those things present. And so therefore I felt, well, if you like his other stuff, you know, this has, some cool digital stuff and it's based on a comic book and it's kind of a cool story at you know at its heart and whatnot so but you'll you'd probably like this a lot um that thesis has apparently really been blown away especially by ian here tonight i mean but i as an as a fellow vin diesel fan i'm a, I'm a more on the other end of the spectrum of vin diesel fandom i think than ian because i think he's a fast and a furious type fan of vin diesel i'm more of the pitch black riddick type fan um, in that I really enjoy those movies and it's not because Vin Diesel's badass. It has nothing to do with that. It's, 
it's that, you know, they present good fight scenes, they present a fun story. It's the same thing like Fast and the Furious. I'm not watching that for Vin Diesel's acting. I'm watching that for the chase scenes and the, to put it in Ian's terms, explosions. You know, I'm not watching that for Vin Diesel. He just happens to be there. Um, so, that, that's my own Vin Diesel story for you so you can understand why this movie does not... I agree with what you're saying. It's... It, it does present him in that light very intentionally in several ways, but it, that's not why I watch Vin Diesel movies. I feel like I just like a, like more opinions. Anybody that listens this far into the podcast and has seen this movie, please comment somewhere and let us know what you think. Even if we're trashing the crap out of this thing, I'm just curious if anybody actually liked this movie or if it's more universal that, you know, this is just a bad Vin Diesel movie. There's got to be some people that are in that 30% critics. Yeah. Like, imagine being a, a movie critic and giving this a positive review. I get TV the clicks either way. Well, maybe, it'll, maybe it also depends on how those scores get like amalgamated. Like if, I, if I'm a critic, maybe I gave it a 30%. Not that I'm one of the 30% that gave it a glowing review. No, no, no. It, that's... There's 30% that gave it a positive review is what that means. Yes. Oh. On Rotten Tomatoes. The difference is, like, I disagree with their scoring system because I think, like, a 2.5 out of 4 is considered a positive review and gets accredited the same way as 5 out of 5 stars or a 10 out of 10. They all account for the same percentage. All right. It doesn't... It's just, like, the number of reviewers that didn't trash Mm -hmm. it is the percentage that you see. Oh, okay. So 3 out of 10 reviewers thought it was a good movie. Yeah. That's why newspapers are dying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know if I went through my list, but I think a lot of it we talked about, which, you know, Vin Diesel's acting is, fell flat to me. The story, I think, was largely forgettable. I Even just talking about it, I'm trying to re-remember stuff because I don't remember what the fuck happened or really why. Well, that's the other thing. You've seen it all. It's They ripped off so many different movies to put in this movie. Yeah. And I think, so maybe to what Josh had point, I I, remember, I had seen the trailer for this, so the whole twist of the movie is given away in, in the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. So that fell flat for me, which, like Josh said, could have been cool. Had you, If I would have gone into this movie blind, that might have landed a little bit better. I might have enjoyed this more, but it just fell flat. I went in blind. I hadn't seen a trailer. Okay. Did that twist work for you? No, I was confused and it made no fucking sense as to why he was doing what he was doing. Well, I mean, like the, and then the they, flip they of make like, the twist. oh, this is the whole, like, they're what reliving it. And they're... they make the flip and I'm like, okay, now it's explained, but it's still not like, oh my God, that's amazing on the twist. No, it was okay. like, uh, whatever. Um, typically, I think for, for most of the movies that we do, I'd probably try to wrap up with like, how does this movie hold up? But this movie is six months old, so I'm not going to go through that. So we're just going to spin to ratings out of 10. What do you want to give this movie? Uh, I think, Mike, do you need more time? We started with you first for everything. Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. We'll I've start got with you. What do you got two, out of 10? 2.5 out of 10. 2.5? 2.5. Okay. And 2.45 of that is Isaac Gonzalez. <laughs> I just want to make that. 2.45 of that is that. 0.05 it's is Wiggins. the special effects the first time on the uh, slow-mo. Okay. Uh, Ian, out of 10? 3.7. Okay. Josh? Uh, I think I'm going to give it a four again. 
the fuck not appearing on this podcast again? <laughs> it didn't get a better score than Venom. I don't know how in any world these movies are on the same level. I dropped four <laughs> points. <laughs> Mike cut his score in half. Because I really enjoyed that coming to America joke. One joke. So I won't see you guys on the 26th. <laughs> if you're wondering. Uh, I'm probably going to end with a 3.5 out of 10. I think I think Wiggins is enough to make this somewhat enjoyable for me. Um, there's, there's a couple, again, some of the action sequences, fine, I can live with. The special effects hit their mark maybe 50% of the time. Um, it's a good field test, I think, for some of the visual effects. But, but some yeah, of think, it's I just think... like, oh, they did that with the Liquid Terminator already years ago. Yeah, I mean, it does look. It still looks better. Slow mo every time. Now, I th- I think I think the effects do, do look. They've perfected it maybe for some of that stuff for the for the liquidy effects type of thing. The Terminator effects. I thought all that stuff looked cool, like blowing had apart it, and coming back together. I think that looked fine. Had had it been done faster, I would agree. F- yeah, fair. Um. All right. Well, that's where we're ending for Bloodshot. So now. It's part of the show where we will spin the Wheel of Fate, Wheel of Fate to decide what we're watching next. So carried over from the last Rewind Theater, we still have two franchises on the board, Swamp Thing and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, our three standalone movies that carried over, Constantine, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, and I wrote down Bloodshot, but that is not the right one. Where's the wheel at? Valerian is the other yes, one. Yes, you're right, yeah. Valerian and City of Thousand Planets carried over. Uh, the newest addition that takes Bloodshot's place is Astro Boy. Real quick, has anyone seen any of these? Yes. Uh, I've seen... Of, of the ones yeah. on the wheel, most of Are them. Are any of these good? Like, for you guys? Cause you, I know, you've seen TMNT. Well, I'm not, I guess that, but like other than that, because I'm the only one that's liking these movies. I'm the only one that <laughs> two for three. So I just wonder, are we going to finally... Um, is there a chance we get a movie you guys like? Uh, originally, I like Valerian. I like Constantine. Okay. Yeah, Constantine. I have I have not seen Constantine. Uh, really? I've seen Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah, that's that's one I haven't seen. Oh, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, I have seen only once, so I would actually kind of like to revisit that. I remember liking it. Same here. Um, it's been a long time. Turtles is probably the the only one I know for sure that I like. The, the other only ones one could be up in the air. Swamp Thing. What Swamp Thing? All of them, I'm or not... just the first one? Uh, it's one of the franchises. Yeah, so that is, yeah all the swamps. Two. So it would so it would start with the first. No, but one. you haven't seen any of them. Is my question. No, I've not seen any of them. All right, so I'm sharing the wheel. Do you guys see the wheel? Yes. I can't read it, but yeah, that's yeah. Some of the the names get jumbled together, so that's that's fine. As long as you can see it, we'll figure it out. Let's do this. All right, so here we go. Spinning the wheel. Clickety click, click, clickety clack, clack. Round and round it goes. The anticipation. I don't even know what I'm rooting for at this point. I remembered, but I can't read it now. I feel like we've weeded out some of the ones that I I really don't want to watch. I would be cool with. Or. And it's Astro Astro Boy. (laughs) Wait, so uh, is this the only one that gets picked? Because last week it was the Bloodshot spot, and now beginning to think it was also where Venom was. No, because Bloodshot Mm. was already on the board. Venom was replaced by Valerian. Okay. Yeah. So it's a so different it's not landing spot, in the same spot all the time. But the same color one. Apparently red is the, is the way to go last couple weeks. Eventually we're going to end up with a wheel that has 
only stuff I really want to watch on it. Uh, that, that's you the hope so. that's the that's the that's the hope. Yeah. Eventually, we're just gonna weed out all the shit next year. And by the time we get to the end, yeah, it's gonna take three years to get there, but we will get there. God damn it. <laughs> and we'll have a good wheel, <laughs> and then for one week, and then something else went up on it that ruins that. Uh, all right, so that's what we have to look forward to for probably 201. We'll see if anything pops up between, uh, you know, the the 200th and then uh, when we're trying to do Astro Boy. So, so we have a long time to watch this one. Though. We might. Yeah, there might be a little bit more. Yeah, because by the time we record the 200th and then by the time I edit it and get it up, that might be two weeks, which is typically what we're sort of giving ourselves to watch the movie. So I'd say at least three weeks to watch this one. Might be a little bit more of a of a okay. leeway there, and again, that's assuming nothing pressing comes up that we want to record or talk about. So we could play that by ear right. too. Um, all right, well, that's it for this episode. Um, one more time, we are at one ninety nine. Be sure to check us out for two hundred on Saturday, September twenty sixth at seven p.m. on Twitch. Uh, that's it at Jedi Guy on Twitch. Um, follow us now. That way you'll be set whenever we go live. Once I hit the button, you'll get an email notification to, to tune in and check us out. Um, you can, again, I'll, I'll put it up later. We, you'll have the regular audio podcast. If you want to watch the video of what we've done, that will be up on my Twitch page also. So you can also visit that after, uh, the, when we record, it should be there for you. Other than that, um, if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow, subscribe, keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, hopefully anywhere you can search podcasts, we are there. Uh, find us on Facebook, search Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. Don't forget, you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions there. You can hit us up on Twitter, at BG Super Friends, or, you know, attempt to email us. I, I will check it, Friends at gmail.com. And that's it. On behalf of Ian, Josh, Mike, and myself, Thank you for listening, and we will catch you for number 200 uh, in about two weeks. Adios, Simple Nation.